Tactics. Y'all ain't heard that in a second, huh? <laughs> All them phones still activated. Let's go. You are listening to an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find more interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Tony left the barbershop. It's lining like geometry. Spray on that fubia. It was made in 1833. What's your mama made name? Hi, this is Mick, and you are listening to a Chirp Radio artist interview. I am on the line with the cool kids, Sir Michael Rocks and Chuck English. How are you both doing today? Good, good, man. Good to be here. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for joining me. Now, you have a pretty big event coming up in Chicago later in September. It's called Night School. Why don't you tell me a little bit about it? Basically, we wanted to create more of an experience, uh, a showcase, uh, something to to give magic to the ticket that you buy. Uh, Not saying that traditional concerts or shows are, you know, not the route, but for us, I feel like we wanted to offer something different. And, you know, we are in the transition of being more of a lifestyle brand than just, you know, a music group. So to offer the people, our listeners, fans, people that have been around with us for almost 15 years, uh, give them a chance to see what we've been growing into. So, you know, the food element that I've been in, the hosting and entertainment that Mikey's been in, our other set of specific you know, new skills, adding them to a part of the show where you get more of us is what we wanted to really create. You know, we have a, a dinner I wrote the menu for with the chef. That's a part of the venue. Mikey's got the live podcast, which I'll, I'll be joining in on too. And then after that, it's like we got a show with a, a lot of special guests. And this will be our first time performing the album in the city or anywhere at that. Um, we just wanted to give you a little bit more bang for your buck. Very cool. And uh, for reference, the the album is actually a three part album, right? What are, what are you calling the entire project? Uh, because you've got before Ish got weird, Baby Oil, Staircase, and Chill Out. Is there sort of a name that you're using to connect them all, or um... before Ish got weird, the Baby Oil and the Chill Out are part two and three. It's kind of like a movie has. Like Terminator 2, Judgment Day. You know what I mean? It's still terminating. It's just a chapter inside the big universe. So the, the, the album universe is called Before It's Gone. So when ah, the final comes okay. out, everything will be together. Streaming, you know, we just had to do a lot of pushing and pull the way streaming works. You know, they don't necessarily let your full idea just be something. So there was a lot of uh, compromise when it came to that side. And we were kind of worth, it was worth like letting people kind of be confused because the music was that good. But it's all one album. All three of them are one album. Okay. They're just broken up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Broken up into episodes. So what was the inspiration for taking a more cinematic route with this album? Um, Imagination, you know, making the, 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 the sport of listening to music, something for people, you know, like we kind of fast fashion everything nowadays. And um, I always thought about how could we keep people in the streaming era, like attention, maybe make them follow a story. And then the story has another part and the story has another part. And then we have skits and we have like, you know, all of these things that go to a soundtrack to like a movie that doesn't exist yet. What is, what is sort of the narrative arc of this three-episode saga? For the most part, it was 
kind of foreshadowing. You know, I named the album way before like the thought of COVID-19, quarantine, monkeypox, silent cold wars, all of the things that we kind of experiencing right now. But the real theme of it is just a, like a, a really hilarious take on the mirror we're looking at right now. And, you know, using the, the type of music we make to kind of like make light of, make light of things, you know, stuff's real heavy in a lot of spots. And art is usually made during some tough times to give light to certain things, you know, whether it be something that has humor in it, um, something that's captured where you can see the beauty inside of the, the, the activeness. I think that that's basically where the, the motivation of it, in hindsight, is. I think when we made it, we were really just trying to add to our next chapter, make something that wasn't easily skipped over. So um, what specifically is the ish? Mike, oh, yeah, I'm here. Uh, yeah, I would say that the ish that got weird, like Chuck was just saying, was kind of our way of life. Like it got it got weird, didn't it? Like about in the 2019-ish, we started experiencing a whole different world that none of us in, in this generation had ever experienced. And when you look up at how we're interacting with this world nowadays, and you take into account the way we were interacting with the world, say 12 years ago, even, you know, which seems long ago, but it wasn't really that long. It's, uh, it, it's kind of a, a different dynamic now that would have been hard to have called, you know, back then. I don't know if you would have talked to yourself and be like, hey, you know, 2022, uh, you'll have some survive after a pandemic where they shut everything down everybody had to stay in the house for a year and uh then monkeypox came out and now uh streaming services are dominating everything in the entire world people aren't really reacting to things like they used to like it just seems like we're kind of living in a different timeline now seems like things took a really big shift over the past like 10 11 years I feel like there was some talk, especially as the pandemic was ramping up about how we had entered into like sort of a dark timeline. Do you see us coming out of that anytime soon? Or do you think we're going to be on the dark timeline story arc for a while? Yes, Mikey. Um, I think that we should be uh, we should be on our way to something else. I just go off of the bigger energies in the world and, and where they're pointing um, over this past year or so. Yeah, I don't think we'll be uh, just in the dark ages forever. I think that we are starting to turn a new leaf and go towards something different. Uh, I don't know how much better, but it's definitely different uh, what we're about to head into. And, you know, I think we had some pretty dark years. And I think that everybody that made it out of that is really going to be um, looking forward to the future and looking forward to like never going back to that again, pretty much. So I think that people's perspectives have definitely changed and that energy will for sure shift where the timeline is going right now. So to answer your question, yeah, I think we're, I think we're coming, coming out of some part of the uh, last few dark years that we've had for sure. Well, I hope so. It would be nice if uh we had a little bit of a sea change. I mean, it's happening anyway, uh, whether we like it or not. I think I think the, the important thing is just to embrace it. It's always important to embrace change. Um, speaking of change, how does your event on September 24th at Thalia Hall Night School kind of fit into your own desire to, for change, um, your own desire to uh, see things advance, uh, specifically in terms of your art? I know Chuck had 
elaborated on this a little bit before, but there are so many aspects of this that I think we need to unpack. There's the menu, uh, there's the culinary aspect, there's the podcast, and then there's your performance. Uh, three periods. Break it down for us. Yeah, so this is Mikey, by the way. So, you know, Chuck broke down the run of show earlier in our conversation, but to get a bit more in the weeds on all of that stuff, we really wanted to, we really wanted to kind of just change our perception of what going on tour would be like. We grew up pretty young in music and our fans grew up with us. You know, a lot of, we just, you know, had another interview where interviewer was telling us, yeah, I've been listening to you guys since I was 16 on your first album. And I was like, yeah, I made that album. I was 17, you know, I was probably 17, 18. So I kind of grew up with you while you were listening to me as well. And I think that all of us have evolved and matured in, in a way where we are still fans of still fans of the artists that we grew up listening to and, and, and are still listening to. But we choose to enjoy them a little differently. Like, I don't think people that have been listening to like us, for instance, since they were you know 15 or 16, they probably don't enjoy just going to the same typical kind of concert as usual as you know uh, an artist would put on. And I think that there's something more to it because I myself, I don't like going to a typical concert unless there's like some extra events or uh, some extra uh, activities that are happening alongside with the concert. Otherwise, it's just like, all right, stand in a crowd, mosh pit, spill beer all over people and people spill beer all over me, uh, pushing and shoving a little bit, kind of stinky, kind of tight, people stepping on your shoes. And that's kind of not comfortable to me at this point in my life. And I wouldn't really go do that. But that's not to say I wouldn't want to experience some of my favorite artists. And I think that's where we came up with this concept of like, man, let's have a nice dinner. Let's have uh, some comedy, some live comic relief. Uh, we'll have hosting, DJing. We'll obviously have premier merchandise and exclusive stuff that you can only get from coming to the event. And that all kind of makes this whole thing worthwhile in a way. It turns the concert concept upside down a little bit. And I think that gives more room for us as curators to do what we do best. Because I think that's the uh, I think that's the era that we're both being able to step into now is we're at a point right now where we have been curating so much through music and through fashion and through our own taste and interest that now we need to bring those tastes and interests and bring that curatorial spirit into how we present our shows and tours now. And I think that the world is at a point where that's more acceptable and honestly cool. And I think they're ready for it now, as opposed to if this was five, six years ago, it might've not been as easy. You know, we're, we're just kind of well-rounded guys who take interest in, you know, things that are naturally in our wheelhouse. And then we like to share that with people. And I think that's where we're both pushing the cool kids brand in total uh, right now. That bitch ain't no vegan, man. That bitch was eating turkey. Yeah. Ain't text me on my birthday. That bitch damn near hurt me. I was all on my rapper. Shit phones in the trap. Yeah. Keep bra speaking Japanese. All right. Well, thanks so much for hanging out with me and doing an interview with Chirp Radio. Really appreciate it, guys. Again, this has been Nick in conversation with Sir Michael Rocks and Chuck English of The Cool Kids. They have an event coming up at Dahlia Hall called Night School, September 24th. Thanks again for your time, fellas. Well, thank you. Appreciate you having us, man. This has been an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find this and more interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Skirt off my shirt, say burgdorf, or I could get.
get a word off, she turn her phone alert off.